2 Corinthians 9 from verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Beth. Shall we pray together? Oh, pretty back. <laughs> Relying on the wrong microphone there. Let's pray as we look at the vision part two. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for our church and we thank you that you have led this church through many centuries. We pray that you would continue to guide us by your spirit, open our hearts and minds to continually be led by you for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So last October during our Vision Sundays then, I shared a picture that I had heard which... Um, impressed, uh, it was impressed on my heart that this was for us, that the church should be more like a battleship than a cruise liner. You may remember the image. In a battleship, if we're on board, then we are part of the crew with a clear purpose, a job to do. Uh, we're unified. We might have a hospital wing on board for the sick, but as soon as people recover, they too take their place back in the crew. And together, we serve the Lord's vision and purpose for us all. But if we treat church like a cruise liner, then we would expect to pay our money and have all the facilities and services laid on for us to keep us comfortable. Everything just the way we want it to be. And the battleship is the image that's given us as to how we should be as a church, the church of Jesus Christ. Purposeful, people with a job to do, everyone playing their part, and changing course as the Spirit leads in order to achieve our purpose. Last week, we looked together at the importance of our Sunday services going forward in the context of our vision here at St. Peter's. But of course, you know that Sunday services, whilst important, and we unpacked that a lot last week, are by no means all that we are called to be and do as a church 
They are just part of how we live out the vision that the Lord has called us to. And more than ever, now is the time, as we remembered last week, to remember who we are and also to be intentional and focused as we go forward in what we are called to do. And that's what we're fixing our eyes on for these two weeks. Now, over recent weeks, as a staff team, we've been reading through the book of Nehemiah in our prayer times together. And the Lord has used it to remind me of the importance of our vision. Firstly, to love our God, just as Nehemiah was called to rebuild the altars of worship before they went out to rebuild the city So we are called to put God first and to worship him, to love him with all that we have, our whole being. And then we're called to love his church. We remember this, of course, that's loving each other. And like Nehemiah, Nehemiah, to rebuild the temple. And of course, we are the temple. It's not the building. Now we are the church, each one of us together. And when people see us together, the Bible tells us that they see God in us and his love demonstrated. And then finally, our call to love the world. And just as Nehemiah set out rebuilding the city and everyone played their part, pretty much, I think there were one or two exclusions if you you, uh, read, read through that part of Nehemiah, everyone was getting their hands dirty and mucking in. And for us, perhaps, that rebuilding is now to get back out there after this COVID episode that we've had, back out there into our community and to reestablish our going going and loving the people in whatever way we can to see lives transformed by this astonishing, generous love of God that is the good news of Jesus Christ. And as we do this, my prayer for us in this season is that, um, and my sense from the Lord is that we're being called to have some distinctive hallmarks as we resume that going out as we go out again both individually and together as a church and the three hallmarks I felt the Lord impress upon my heart are those of generosity of faith and of prayer so first generosity I can remember um, I used to live in Twickenham when I was a curate uh, and I can remember when the first pound shop opened on the high street in Twickenham. It's quite a well-heeled community there, so you know, they, they, they're not short of a penny or two on the whole. And the pound shop opened and all the yummy mummies were terribly excited, um, almost giddy I would say, because inside Poundland as you walked around during the first few days, All you could hear was utter disbelief and joy as they picked things up saying, oh my goodness, this is just a pound. And then the next thing was like, and this is a pound too, and look at this, and look at this. It seemed too good to be true. Like their Christmases had all come at once. And I think it's a little bit like us um, with God's grace. We come into a relationship with God, with Jesus, and at times, if we're honest, we can't believe that everything in our lives, all of our mistakes, all of our faults are covered by his grace. Too good to be true, perhaps it seems at times, but he's covered it all, how generous God has been to us in his grace. And I think when we talk about um, action and getting out there and doing things that this vision talk is really focused on, it's really important that all we are talking about today, our vision and our purpose, all we're called to do, has to emerge out of that experience in our lives that we have already received so much from the Lord. That's our starting point. And St. Paul writes this in the message version um, from 1 Corinthians 15. Beth read 2 Corinthians 15. This is 1 Corinthians 
He says this, but because God was so gracious, so very generous, here I am. And I'm not about to let this grace go to waste. Haven't I worked hard trying to do more than any of the others? Even then, my work didn't amount to that much at all. It was God giving me the work to do, God giving me the energy to do it. He's already given us so much, so generously, and it is out of our overflow that we just want to go and give it away as we go out into our community with his love. Being generous through giving of our time, our money, our hospitality, friendship, service, generosity covers all that we have. As Jesus said, freely you have received, freely we give. And we are used to serving in the church in normal times. I think many of, particularly this congregation, would have had a a, sort of a real legacy of doing that over many years. And as a church, having been sort of shut down in so many ways, that's an area that we need to start picking up again as our generosity to serve within the church family, of course, with youth and children and seniors, particularly needing fresh team, new team members as we move on into a new season, God willing. But as we seek to look outwards as a real priority, how might this look for us to seek to respond generously, to love God's world too, as we emerge from the COVID restrictions? Well, firstly, I would suggest as a church together, being generous to those who are struggling financially. We know that is very clear in the Bible, that's what we're called to do. And of course, we want to continue supporting, contributing food to the larder down at the Good Shepherd to provide very practically for those who haven't got enough food themselves. And we're also looking forward to getting our CAP debt centre up and running. Um, Unfortunately, the recruitment of a debt centre manager stalled slightly. It's been delayed. And so we're now sort of recruiting again very eagerly. Uh, That will be out there this week to recruit for that position. But it isn't just that one role, uh, that one person that is needed. We all need to be generous to make this initiative happen. We're going to need a team of befrienders who will work alongside the debt centre manager who will coordinate everything. And then for all of us as a church to be generous in our welcome as we draw new friends into our church community. And of course, those, those who will pray and give financially to make it happen. The whole thing is surrounded by generosity. And that will be one way together as a church that we can be generous. And then we can be generous by actually getting off our seats and leaving the building and going out into the community uh, to bless people where they're at. And you'll know we've talked about it a lot that next Sunday we are here at nine o'clock. But as we sit here, um, the half marathon will be well underway. Some of the team, uh, some of the volunteers have got to get down there at 7 a.m. to start because uh, they're staggering all the starts this year. But we simply want to go out and be present as God's people out in a community gathering to bless them, to meet people and just get to know them, have them see us be part of all that they're doing on that day. So do sign up if you feel that you're able to help out next Sunday. And then there's the Haven Project that Richard has sort of been trying to get going and COVID has stalled it a little bit, but he's still uh, pushing ahead with the council to see how the Lord might use that initiative down in the Victoria Road Cemetery to try and sort of regenerate it, bring some life back to it an opportunity to engage with local residents around there when we perhaps open up the space and make it more enjoyable. And there are other ideas bubbling up too. People are being in in touch with me to tell them what they think perhaps the Lord has laid on their heart, which I find really exciting. So if that's you, if you have an idea, do let me know and we can pray about it together. 
But one thing, uh, we would love to pull us together um, as, a, as a church to get out there and generously serve, <clears throat> excuse me, is a Love Farnborough weekend. I have this sense that just as restrictions ease and as people are allowed to go out without so many limitations, wouldn't it be wonderful if perhaps over a weekend as a church we could sort of be all over the parish doing all kinds of initiatives of service and love um, everywhere. It would be amazing to get out there just to bless our community perhaps at that moment where it starts to just creak back into uh, full normality if that ever happens we pray it will and so this is something we need a bit of a team to make happen because it, this involves lots of initiatives so I'm asking you today if you would like to pray about being part of a group that might plan that weekend if we can pull it together it would be probably in September we don't want it to be too cold when we go out and we think September's probably hopefully the time when it would be right to do it so if you can offer your time to help us plan and pull that together we love to hear from you do get in touch with me and I just think that's a real thing for our prayer Lord if you want us to go out there to be out there with our blue t-shirts with our bobble hats or whatever else we've got with St Peter's written on it just serving people and blessing people uh, what an amazing witness that would be so be in touch if you want to help and we also hope to facilitate some courses and conversations, some of them in here and some of them out in the community as well, if we can find venues to help meet our community where they have need. Because the, the pandemic has left many people in a very different situation to when it started. So Ben is, is going to be starting a course that's called Hope in Depression, and we plan to do that in the later part of the autumn term for those who are suffering from poor mental health, particularly perhaps as a result of all the isolation from lockdown. And we're praying for an opportunity to start a cafe. This has been a bit of a thing in the Church of England. They call them death cafes, which sounds really a bit grim, doesn't it? But actually, it's a place where people can come and talk about uh, their own mortality, about death, about eternity, about faith. It's an opening for us to engage with people in a conversation if they want to have it. And we'd love to do that in a very low-key way, perhaps somewhere out in the community. So pray about that, that a door would open and we could do that. And possibly a bereavement course for obvious reasons for those who are grieving and of course we would continue with uh, meet and eat which has already started outside having picnics um, engaging with members of our community who don't come to church on a regular basis and alpha in the autumn term as well so we're trying to start rolling out these things where we can engage with people who aren't part of our regular community more out there as much as we can but also within the church buildings as well and through it all, we want to be generous with all that we've got to offer as a church. And of course, the biggest act of generosity of giving that we will do next year together will be when we send out a team with Gareth, our new church planting associate minister, to go and graft themselves with the existing congregation at St. Mark's. That will be quite a moment for us as we give of our very best, some of our well-loved members of our church family leaving us for the sake of the kingdom to see really good things happen in North Camp. And I'm glad to say Gareth moved in on Friday, safely tucked in. I saw his microwave box on his drive, so I think he's all right. He's obviously eating. Um, and the licensing will be on Wednesday. But that's a really significant and important thing for us as a church. We can celebrate and know that this is this is this is generosity that we're willing to send our very best 
So generosity is a hallmark uh, for us as a church. It's a wonderful thing. And as we, uh, we think about generosity, I'd love to enc- encourage you individually as well to think about this in your own life, your own witness. Loving, befriending, helping, serving those um, around us in our day-to-day lives, wherever you find yourselves, being generous in everything, where we work, where we study, where we shop, our neighbours, wherever you find yourself, whoever you find yourself with, actively being encouraging, being kind, loving those around us in ways that just perhaps we wouldn't normally in everyday life, thinking how can we go that extra mile and be generous and bless? Praying about what we can do, random acts of love and kindness. And I believe God wants to challenge us in this a little bit. I think it's a really exciting challenge as to how we might grow in this area. So do be praying about it. I'd love home groups to talk about it together. So any home group leaders, please do that. Um, Or talk about it with your friends or your family about how can we be more generous. It's really actually very simple how you can do that in our day-to-day life to reflect more of God's generosity as we go about our day-to-day business. And so we'll talk more about this as a church family as we go forward in the coming months, taking and seeking opportunity to love our community in just different ways, special ways. And I think the picture I've got in my mind as I think about this is a church turned inside out, just pouring out generosity that people would be surprised by how loved they feel when they've encountered us as we go around at the community during the week. So that's our call to have the hallmark of generosity, something for you to be praying about and thinking about. But also, very quickly, the other two hallmarks, faith and prayer. Firstly, going in faith, doing all this in faith, meaning that we're trusting in God to lead us out there and to give us everything we need in order to do it. When we talk about doing extra mission and ministry, it usually can cost some money. And so there's that aspect of it. But trusting God for all that we need, and he's a good God, and he will supply all um, that we need to go out in his name. And I just really always come back to Proverbs 3, and somebody pushed this through my door this week, just as I was praying it over. You remember uh, the verses, they're well known from Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, but this again is from the message, where it says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. So if God's leading us, we can be full of faith, having faith not in what we see, as we read in Hebrews 11, not what is before us, uh, not what we have to naturally understand, but just trusting that God can do awesome and amazing things. Ephesians 3, verses 20 to 21. God can do anything far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. So being led by his spirit in faith. And then that leads into the last hallmark, which is prayer. I was drawn to the verse in 1 Peter 2, verse 9, that says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God has chosen us as his church and chosen to include us in his plan to show the world his love. What a privilege that is. What a privilege. But we need to remember the source, 
the one who we turn to before we do anything. So our first call uh, is kind of, we go back to where we started in this talk, our first call before we go out is to go up. And it's all there in our vision. We go up, we start there. Before we minister out there, we minister up there to our Lord. It's what the priests did in the Old Testament. They went to stand before the Lord and spend time with him in worship, prayer. And God is, has called us now. We are now his priesthood, the priesthood of all believers, to pray for the places he's called us to go and to be filled with his presence, to spend time with him before we go so he can send us out. And so we need to get praying. And I know this is church is always saying we need to pray more. Um, but I think we do, actually. And I think COVID has been surprising in this area. It's made us a little better at prayer for many of us. I have to say, at Zoom prayer has actually been a surprising gift because it's easy. It's accessible. You don't have to you plan and you know, brush your hair and put your perfume on. Um, that's just me before you go to a prayer meeting. You just literally press the button and there you are. And actually, I have to say, there's some people who have faithfully prayed on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, and on Saturdays throughout every week since COVID started. I think definitely more prayer than we were praying before. And a big thank you to those faithful people. But I really hope that we can, as a church, recommit ourselves to prayer um, and take this call to pray for our vision, to pray for everything we're called to do really seriously. I hope that as soon as we're safe to do it, we can start 24-7 prayer again. I really hope that that would be soon. We'll have to see how we go with the restrictions. And also, we're going to be working out whether our prayer gatherings should stay on Zoom, maybe some of them, or come back in person. We've got these things to decide, so your prayers will be appreciated as we seek the Lord's wisdom and review all of our prayer as well. But we do need to get praying. I'm sure we would agree. A.W. Tozer said this, to desire revival and at the same time to neglect prayer and devotion is to wish one way and walk another. It's a key part of all we do. And D.L. Moody wrote, a great, sorry, every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. Just a couple of quotes to inspire you. And so generosity, faith and prayer, these need to be our hallmarks. Our call and purpose as a church is clear the need for God's generous love in the world around us is obvious. We looked at that last week. And our God is faithful. We can trust him to fill us, to empower us, and send us as we seek his face and seek his will. And so now all we need to do in the coming weeks is to get on and do it. In Jesus' name, amen.